You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World. And every perfect world contains kittens. As might be expected, I love kittens. Let's face it, who doesn't? Perhaps I'm showing a bit of bias when I declare that kittens are the cutest beings on the planet. But even people who don't like cats admit to kittens having a degree of adorableness about them. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. Of course, I want to help you choose the right kitten. Many people are a bit amazed at the concept of kitten choosing. That is because there's this myth that cats are all pretty much the same and it doesn't matter what kitten we choose since we are going to mold them. Yeah, sorry, I gotta lie down for a second. I'm better now. This is a myth, folks. Get a good grip on that. Because kittens are born with innate personality traits, and by the age of six weeks, we can tell what they are. This does let us choose a future cat who will fit our personality far better than going kitten lottery. This also means our ability to mold that kitten is more limited than we anticipate. Lots of people want a kitten because they think older cats in a shelter have problems. Why adopt someone else's trouble is how the thinking goes. I understand such thinking. It's simply wrong thinking. Our kittens have personalities of their own. We can influence them. We can enjoy their baby antics. We can start building a relationship with them in their formative months. But we cannot change them. The first cat I ever picked out for myself was a kitten at the time. I stood at the kitten window at the shelter, and there must have been at least a dozen kittens to choose from. I love six-toed tabbies, and there was a whole litter in the corner. There were some beautiful long hairs there who attracted with their fuzziness. I remember that all the kittens were plump and calm and playful and adorable in that greeting card way. They all looked like picture-perfect kittens, except for the one who was front and center. He was a scrawny little thing, too neglected-looking to attract with this tininess. He had black and white patches, but none of the symmetry of a tuxedo cat. His eyes were blue, but already turning, so they looked kind of muddy. I'm just stating the facts. This kitten would never make it onto any kind of greeting card. That's probably why he was still here, all alone, completely ignored by the people around me. The only thing he had going for him that I couldn't help but notice was personality. I kept trying to decide among the other kittens, but I was continually distracted by this little one because he was trying so hard to get noticed. He kept himself right in the middle of the window, and he was putting on a show. I'm talking Al Jolson, Jerry Lewis, Hugh Jackman at the Oscars kind of show. He would march back and forth and then stop suddenly so he would skid sideways. He would tunnel in the shredded newspaper and pop up with a bunch of it on his head. He would stand on his hind legs with his feet on the glass and try to make eye contact. And when I did, he would do this comic double take. And then he would he would tap dance. Really, it was a little dance routine capering around like a lunatic. I kept telling myself this wasn't the kitten I wanted. He was too energetic. He was so scrawny. Maybe there was something wrong with him. I was very new to cats. I'd only taken in one stray who was already grown, and I didn't know anything about kittens. So I was trying to be cautious and sensible and logical. But I've never been all that good at it. 
So of course, that was the kitten I chose. I kept trying not to, but he would not stop trying to put on a show for me. Just me. I still remember putting my hand on the glass and him mashing his head into the same spot, showing how much he wanted closeness. I filled out the paperwork and went to the pickup spot and found the entire shelter staff lined up in the hallway, each one wanting to pet that tiny little head and say goodbye. That was Myron. That was how incredible a kitten he was once you got to know him. He grew into an equally incredible cat. We were together for over 17 happy years. I'm so glad I listened to my heart that day. Our head has a place in kitten choosing, don't get me wrong, but the most important element in choosing and keeping any cat is forming an emotional connection. This first choice started my career of what my friends call picking the most pathetic kitten in the place. Yes, all four of the cats I have now started out that way. Any physically unappealing baby cat must be able to get past a highly disadvantaged appearance. In a setting where most folks choose for looks, in Myron's case, he was able to display his delightfully magnetic personality. Another uncute kitten might talk their way into a home or be in an open kitten room where they could show off their cuddly ways. They might be furiously blinking cat kisses at someone who knows it means friendship, who knows how to recognize these big heart signals. Despite my fears, Myron didn't have anything wrong with him. He was just at an ugly stage, combined with being the runt of his litter. All four of my current cats did have something wrong with them when they were kittens. That is why they were still hanging around waiting for homes when I found them. Fortunately for both of us, in all four cases, I knew what was wrong with them. By that time, I also knew that I knew how to fix it. Remember that choosing a challenged kitten is fine if we know both those things. What is wrong and how to fix it. Knowing what their problems probably are and knowing how to fix those problems is what I consider a vital kitten picking skill. Because so many absolutely marvelous kittens don't get adopted even though they have easily fixable problems. A scrawny kitten can become properly fed. A shy kitten can be tamed. An anxious kitten can calm down. A great many so-called problems are circumstantial adaptations. Behavior forced on this kitten by adverse events they cannot control. Behavior or challenges or appearance, all element that this kitten might grow out of all by themselves. Unfortunately, by the time the kitten grows out of it all by themselves, they still are all by themselves. Now they are no longer kittens. Now their chance of getting a home is that much smaller. So we can reliably choose marvelous kittens who will grow into incredible cats by acquiring vital kitten-picking skills that let us listen to our heart and our head. Seeing potential and maxing it out. That is what I do. Get help with our kitten-picking, early training, and how to keep that cuddliness. Look up thewayofcats.com slash blog and find all my helpful articles about kittens. Don't go away. I'll be back with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. 
Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back talking about maximum kitten enjoyment, because isn't that what we all want? We've established our first principle of kitten picking, which is follow your heart. And our second principle of kitten picking, which is know what you can fix. The third principle of kitten picking is very important, too. It is know their cat type. Listen to my podcast number three, Cat Types, for the full story, including tips on picking kittens according to their type. But in short, there are three cat types. And it is really important to know which type and how much of that type our kitten turns out to be. This lets us know how serious or how not serious their problem might be, how easy it is to fix, and how our new kitten will get along with other cats and even other beings like dogs and children and grandparents. Over the years of running my amateur cat rescue operation, I discovered that there are three basic cat types. I called them Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. Alpha cats aren't named that because they want to be the boss, like dogs. Alpha cats are high energy, high curiosity, high intensity cats. They need near-constant play and considerable attention, but then reward us with a lot of interactivity and overt affection. Myron was an alpha, and so is my current youngest, Tristan. Beta cats are the ones to choose when we want easy companionship. The original ship's cats, the beta cat type, are deservedly popular, as being the ones who are the cat who is like a dog. They are openly affectionate, companionable with most other beings, and able to weather adversity. My own main coon mix, Reverend Jim, is a classic beta type. Whatever we are doing, they want to be there. That's all. Just be there. Gamma cats are both the easiest and, in turn, the most demanding of all the cat types. That is because they are the most low-key and simply pleased of all the cat types, as long as we make sure their simple needs are being taken care of. Gamma cats will not complain unless the situation has reached the status of complete emergency. Our job is to intervene quite a bit before that happens. My elderly cat, James Bond, has a lot of gamma traits. What do these cat types mean to us when we choose a kitten? Everything. I mean that. Shyness is to be expected in the gamma type kitten, while it is a sign of serious trouble in the alpha kitten. Aggression and other such desperation moves are signs of serious trauma from a beta kitten, but this also means it's pretty easily fixed. Seeing such behavior in a gamma kitten, please understand that this becomes a giant red flag of warning. When I became acquainted with James Bond, it was over a period of weeks. 
His whole litter was kept in a cage right by the register of my local pet store because someone had left a taped-up box of kittens by their door on a cold winter's day. The owners decided to get them all homes so they were free kittens if someone bought pet food and litter. I was there quite often, buying mealworms for the kid's lizard. So I can tell you the first three kittens went fast. They were beautiful Norwegian forest cat mixes, and those first three were sweet and cuddly. The fourth one wasn't. He was stuck in the furthest corner of the cage, eyes wide with fright. This was classic Mendelian genetic squares. One out of four exhibit recessive traits. One out of four can be doomed to misunderstanding. If we have a recessive feral parent on one side, it's cold statistics. One out of four are doomed to be too shy and not get a home and maybe wind up at the kill shelter. That would have been the final fourth kitten's fate. Except I was there. I'd seen the other kittens go. I'd seen him stay. Yeah, the teen cashier told me. Compassionate and caring, but not knowing how to help. No one wants to take him because he's not cuddly. Not cuddly? Well, that can be fixable. I was willing to risk the gamble. I asked if I could give him a try. So the small, squirmy, frightened kitten got dragged out of the cage and dumped into my arms. I walked into a far corner of the store, where it was quiet, where I could give him a shot. Because I speak cat. Because I could let him know that humans were his friends. Because if he understood that, someone would be thrilled to take him. I noticed right away that he was not trying to hurt me. He was simply frightened and wanted to get back to his safe place, even if that was only a cold wire corner of a cage. So I kept slow blinking my eyes in messages of cat friendship. So I kept shrugging off the accidental dents of his claws because he wasn't trying to hurt me. He was simply trying to get away. Squirming and struggling is not an attack. It's fear, but not panic. Within five to ten minutes of my calmly holding him and blinking cat friendship at him with my eyes, he was my friend. It was really that simple. Because he was all alone in a strange place, and what he needed to know was who his friends were. He had friends among his littermates, and they had all left him. If I agreed to be his friend, that was all he needed to know. When a cat is looking for friendship, it's easy to please them. And as I told this story, James Bond was in the background rubbing against me and talking because he knows this story and he loves this story. Don't you, Bundle? Yes, that was a very special day when Bundle and I met. Yes, good boy. I thought I had rehabilitated this kitten. He was just as cute as the others in his litter had been. In fact, when I brought him, relaxed and purring, back to the young cashier... She was enchanted and wanted to cuddle him, but he would not leave my arms. Yes, I had tamed him, but he only trusted me. When I tried to hand him over to another person, he started to get frightened again. So I had to take him home. Seventeen and a half years later, he's still my buddy. This illustrates how important it can be to know some elements of cat language. If I did not know how to speak cat... I would not have been able to get through to James Bond, and he probably would have never gotten a home. Learning how to give cat kisses, holding a kitten properly, and not making any classic mistakes, this is how we can win over that troubled kitten and create a great cat relationship, like me and James Bond. Do we know how to make friends with our little kitten? 
seekoutthewayofcats.com slash blog and discover all my helpful articles about how to do just that. Don't run away. I'll be back with tips about living in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back talking about making friends with our kitten. Everything else flows from that. What classic mistakes do people make when trying to make friends with their new kitten? For best results, we really need to stop thinking of them as small, furry dogs. Patting their head with a bouncing palm, rubbing their tummy like we are trying to wipe out a math mistake, and roughhousing like they were a calf we are trying to lasso. These are all ways of making sure our new kitten will be frightened of us, not wanting to be friends with us. Kittens are delicate. Cats have dignity. Neither of them like forceful affection. What do they like? We should use soft and happy voices, small and gentle gestures, and try holding out our closed fist, the fist of friendship, for our new cat friend to rub themselves upon. Let our cats set the pace, and not ourselves. In this way, we can be sure we aren't being overly familiar and obnoxious to someone we have, after all, just met. Even kittens have a fine-tuned sense of etiquette. At this point, we should consider how many kittens we are going to get. Traditionally, people get one kitten at a time. But why? For one thing, there's the play issue. Do we want to be the one who needs to wear out the kitten or constantly be bothered for play? Let's get another kitten to do that. They're the best at it anyway. No one else can chase and tackle and wrestle like another kitten. This actually cuts down on kitten misbehavior. Often, such behavior is prompted by them looking for things to play with. A lot of the time, when we have another kitten, something to play with is right there. Getting two young ones increases our chances these kittens will stay friends as they grow up. It keeps their whole social side fully operational. And this can translate into kittens who can be more easily affectionate with each other and with us. Also, are we planning to leave them alone in our place while we're at work or running errands, we don't want the little one to be lonely, and they can be. It's better they spend the time wrestling each other and sleeping in a big pile. When our kitten is not scrambling to get their intercat needs met, they are calmer, happier, and more confident. Some people worry that the kitten's lively enjoyment of each other will interfere with the kitten's bonding with humans. But that is not how it works. Kittens who have a confident base of friendship are more comfortable with social gestures to those big alien creatures, us. I find that when we are already opening cans and scooping litter, adding another cat does not double our workload. It only increases it by a small increment. The advantages of two kittens can be far greater than the small extra maintenance. 
our communication, and so our training is enhanced when we have two instead of one. One of the kittens is going to be better at picking up on certain things than the other one. They can then more easily convey our requests to their companion. This lets our communication work at the level of our most fluent kitty. We have more of a talent pool to draw upon. Choosing two kittens also gives us more leeway about the kinds of kittens we choose. If each kitten does not run the risk of loneliness, we help our kittens avoid the nervous stress of being left all alone in a big new place. They will find comfort in each other's presence. If we already have cats, we already know some of the multiple cat advantages I've been discussing. Adding a kitten to an existing group of cats is the easiest introduction possible. Young kittens are much less likely to trip territorial defense mechanisms. But don't make the classic mistake of getting a kitten to rejuvenate an older cat. Sometimes it works if the older cat still has reserves of energy and patience waiting to be tapped. But if the age and energy gap between the kitten and the older cat is too great, we aren't doing our older cat any favors. Would this work as a scheme to help mm, grandma? Oh, what she needs is for us to dump a two-year-old in the house. A toddler will get her up and running around again. She'll love it. Sure, they both enjoy it at first. But when grandma runs out of energy, the toddler still has plenty. This happens with cats, too. Often, people find the only solution to this kind of mismatch is to get another kitten. This means kitten one won't harass older cat for constant play. And then older cat will wind up feeling much better about both kittens. They will play with each other, not tackle a reluctant head. Kitten two becomes a playmate and a distraction. And older cat can go back to the carefully crafted schedule they were enjoying before we dumped a toddler on them. Kittens are so sweet, so cute, so lively. Can we really pick a wrong one? Yes, we can pick the wrong one for us and our home. There's more than one kind of mismatch. If we like our living room just so, an adult gamma cat with a calm personality and a sense of decorum is a much better choice than the Tasmanian devil, which is the alpha kitten. If we are gone from home for long stretches, don't leave a single cat to figure out their own amusements and feel lonely. If we have dogs and small children, we can choose a kitten who enjoys other beings and shrugs off adversity better than a shy kitten who needs a quieter home and might do just fine being left all by themselves. What we need to recognize is the wide range of potential cat personalities. I've put together a fun way to explore that with ourselves as a guide. Take my select smart quiz, what cat personality will be a good match? Or go to my website, wavecats.com, and under the menu, Mission, click on Choosing the Right Cat. This is two ways to get to my little quiz, What Cat Personality Will Be a Good Match, which ends up with a description on the right kind of cat type for you and how to recognize it when you see it. Matching people to their cats is a passion of mine. It makes a world of difference in how we get along with the cats and how they get along with each other, and how our cat routines become much more about enjoying them and much less about policing their differences and trying to fill in their missing play, companionship, and social needs. That's the importance of choosing right. It makes everything easier. It makes everyone happier. 
I have four cats rescued at random intervals, some of them with serious issues and with a 14-year span in their ages. Yet they all get along, they all get their needs met, and they are all delightful. That is because I chose each one for the right kind of personality and for compatibility with whom we already had living with us. I knew I could blend them in with a minimum of conflict. They might have had problems, but as long as they are ones I know how to fix, that doesn't matter. This results in maximum cat enjoyment. I have never felt that the problem with kittens is that they grow up to be cats. I love grown-up cats. They have learned manners. They become partners. They recognize our friendship, and they work hard to please us. Of course we can enjoy raising a kitten, but remember... We aren't turning them into what we want. We are supporting them in their own task of turning into the great cat they were always meant to be. Choosing the right kitten has so many elements to it that we need to give it a bit of thought. Get help on the wayofcats.com website and discover how to choose, raise, and enjoy our kitten or kittens because I'm here to warn you in the words of cat guru Carol Wilborn, One cat leads to another. Tune in next time for more about creating happiness in a perfect world. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.